everybody and welcome to another edition of the landlord and tenant podcast the only podcast that has the balls to ask the question can a landlord and tenant be buddies hi everybody i'm one of your hosts i'm landlord james and i'm your other host my name is tenant michael and good morning good afternoon and heck good evening i don't know when you're listening i just want to say welcome is there a time we prefer the listeners listen to this because maybe we should be i think of the show i I do think of the show as a midnight podcast really you know in my heart of hearts if i had my druthers yes i'm using the d word uh, druthers so early in the episode um i would prefer our listeners to you know press play at the stroke of midnight because i think we have a midnight vibe uh we have midnight energy and it's sort of midnight you know, midnight topics. Well, I think it says a lot about you that you feel this has a midnight vibe because to me, this is like church. Like for me, a midnight vibe is like drinking, you know, sweaty. It's dark. There's sexy music playing. I mean, Mm. I really don't think this has a midnight vibe. I think people should listen to this Sunday morning early. Sunday morning, you wake up, you make your coffee, you press play. And you listen to our voices. Interesting. Mm. See, I, I'm, I'm interested in what the listeners think. What time, listeners, do you prefer to listen to your friends, James and Michael? Let us yes, know. let us know. Are you excited for the new, there's a new Tragically Hip release coming that has six unreleased songs uh, being released soon. And I believe some of the members of the, the band were on Hockey Night in Canada the other night talking to Ron McLean about the brand new album saskadelphia that's coming out soon yeah what's that saskadelphia i don't know it seems it's wild to even you know contemplate <laughs> combining that. saskatchewan yeah. and philadelphia no one's like, ever what, done that I, I sort of have an impression of what like a philly guy is like you know philly like, yeah Ooh, i'm from philly yeah that's kind of good saskatoon guy like or you know yeah Oh, I'm from Philly and I'm visiting Saskatchewan. I'm losing it, but they do talk like that. Um, yeah. yeah, great question. What What are these uh, songs like after Gord Downey has passed away, like like Nirvana did? No, I think um, like pre like stuff they never released is what I was trying to say. Yeah, yeah, they're they were just unreleased in the vault. And interestingly enough, uh, for the first time, so one of these unreleased things is a skit. You know how on hip hop albums they what? often have. Uh, <laughs> skits so this yeah. new it's never yes. they, they never did this before but the new album saskadelphia has a skit called hands off my timmies and i i'm like many fans <laughs> i am very excited to hear this uh hands this skit off my timmies yeah oh interesting interesting yeah. oh i'm excited for that yeah because you know what it's about time rock music started working skits in between the songs like why should it just be hip-hop guys doing that Absolutely. Um, it could have, you know, I, I wish that they'd go back and re-release classic rock albums like Pink Floyd's The Wall, where they, they all, all the songs are the same, but between a few of the songs, you know, Roger Waters and David Gilmour record a, a, maybe a skit <laughs> to add to the album, you know? Yeah, and it's, it's sort of like, um, you know, 
Hey man, you got the weed? Yeah. <laughs> like, isn't that what, what other the skits often are? That kind of vibe. You're under arrest. Yeah. What yeah. other album, classic rock album, would benefit from a skit? Like, U2's The Joshua Tree. Oh. Imagine Bono and the boys doing a little skit. Oh, like, that's a good idea. Hey, Bono. I, I, uh, I've got some notes for you on um, With or Without You. Fuck you, The Edge. One love. Yeah, that'd be, um, be great. What other, what other classic rock albums would benefit from, from having a skit? Maybe, um. Well, what about Nevermind? Nevermind. Dave Grohl's like, hey, uh, Kurt, um, just a little, uh, FYI here. You know, uh, in the chorus of Smells Like Teen Spirit? Yeah. We don't know what you're saying. Okay, then. <laughs> Bye-bye. He does a full Saturday Night Live kind of character. And then Kurt looks at the camera and goes, Oh, brother, why did I hire this guy to be the drummer in my band? I, also, Nevermind could have a skit where it's like, like, <laughs> open up. And then the band is like, all right, who is it? It's the middle of the night. Who's there? Uh, who, we're trying to sleep. And they open the door and it's the, the baby from the cover of Nevermind. Oh, that's pretty good. Wee, wee. He's crying, and they're like, keep it. Kurt, you know, Kurt looks at the camera and goes, oh, God, what's happening? And then um, Kurt's like, what's what's the problem, baby? And the kid's like, you never told me I had to be naked on the cover. I'll see, I'll see you in court. And then Kurt looks yeah. at the camera and goes, oh, God. And then you, um, you're working in a like camera teen, a lot. Smells like teen spirit starts. Pardon me? Yeah. No, you're, a lot of your ideas have camera shots, which... You know, wouldn't really be, but, but no, that's right, pretty right. good. Oh shit. You know what? Three men and a baby. Nirvana. Why don't they reissue all the albums by Nirvana with, yeah. Take the Nirvana word off the album title, three men and a baby. <laughs> or what they should have done before 1994 was remake, reboot three men and a baby, get Selleck, mm -hmm. Gutenberg and Ted Danson out of there. Get... Kurt Cobain, Chris Novoselic, and Dave Grohl in there. And the baby from the album. Absolutely. They're on and tour. That means they, got, they would have gotten to work with Leonard Nimoy, who directed Three Men and a Baby. Did he? Yeah. Imagine Kurt, Kurt Cobain and Spock sitting down, you know, uh, during the lunch break and, you know, trading stories about showbiz. Wow. Oh, yeah. The, the collab that never happened. Yeah. Nimoy and the Nirvana boys. Um, so no more I guess chatting we wanted. Mm. Oh, I guess I. I mean, I'm ready to jump into the idea that I talked to you about. If you're not to, if you're not too squeamish for me to bring it up. All right. What What was it? What was your idea again? <laughs> okay. Here we go. So, um, recently, Mayor John Tory, the mayor of Toronto, has been in the news because since lockdown, I think. Uh, in November, he hasn't had a haircut, right? So he keeps doing these press conferences, and he's got his, this big, long, poofa damn hair of gray hair, and it's not, you know, it's not what you expect a mayor to look like. Let's just be honest here. Mm -hmm. But he's showing his solidarity with some of the people in Toronto by, by not getting his haircut. And he was made fun of pretty viciously online this past week. People were photoshopping his face into, you know, to, to make him look like, uh, you know, Beethoven with his unruly hair or making jokes about him. And, you know, I myself am guilty of, of saying he looks like a roadie for the Allman Brothers. But um, 
right now, I wanted to take this opportunity to really dig in, you know, to join in on the fun and dig into John Tory and just roast the hell out of Mayor John Tory's hair. Okay, hang on. I mean, I have to be honest here, Mike. I truthfully, I hate to say this, I don't see you as a roaster. I, I'm just being honest. I don't think you have roasting energy. I don't think you live the roasting lifestyle. I just, I don't know if you want to bother. I just don't see you as a good roaster. You know, I expected this discouragement from you because that's, uh, you know, newsflash, that's all you do is you shoot down my ideas. But I, I, I've been studying the great roasters and I really think I have what it takes to really get under Mayor John Tory's skin and roast the living shit out of him, okay? Well, double newsflash, I shoot down your ideas when they're not great, which sadly is every episode. And uh, I know what I'm talking about when it comes to roasting, okay? So you, you might want to just about? trust me on this. I do know what I'm talking about. I no. I roast all the time. My life what? is basically roasting. Like, roasting is a huge part of my lifestyle. It's a big part of what makes me who I am. Like, Mike, I have roasted all of Toronto's elites, like the 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 creme de la creme of Toronto society, I've roasted them, dude. Are you okay? serious? Yes, I I mean I've roasted uh, Galen Weston. I've roasted Galen Weston Senior. I did that via via Zoom just before he passed away. Um. Oh wow. Ben Mulroney, I've roasted tons of times. He loves it. Okay. Um. I've roasted Marilyn Dennis and Jamar, the Chum okay. FM Morning wow, Team. Both of them. Yeah, yeah, it's both separately and together. Okay. Um, oh, I roasted Margaret Atwood once. Um, that didn't really? end great. Yeah, it didn't end great because she I don't think she really knew it was a roast, but um, you know, she's probably just not up on that that stuff. I'm sure she'll kick herself later. Oh, that's awkward. Um, oh, you know, I've even roasted Chris Hatfield while he was aboard the space station, which is actually the first gravity-free roast in history. So. Oh my god, that's that's major. I I had no idea. Yeah, um, oh you don't rem- remember it it actually went viral. Um I said to Chris Hatfield, uh, "Hey, uh, Chris, nice guitar. Hope you don't shove it up your ass." <laughs> and that was my roast and it went it went really viral. So. I I do remember that when that roast joke uh was viral and it was very funny. Mm. Everyone was sharing it around and yeah. So, yeah. You know. I was uh yeah, my 15 minutes for sure. So anyway, look, my point is I know roasts. I get it. I okay. love them and I think they're great. So whatever. You want to go ahead and try to roast the mayor of Toronto for his long hair? Go ahead, but I just don't I don't see it as working out. All right. Well, now, okay, I apologize for accusing you of of lying about being a roaster. Um you know, I acknowledge that you are a master and now I do actually feel a little bit of uh, a bit of pressure and I'm a bit self-conscious, but you know what? I'm going to go ahead anyway and maybe you can give me some pointers or, you know, critique my sure. roasts, you know? Yeah. Thank you. All right, here we go. The roast of John Tory's hair. Number one. Uh, hey, John Tory. I know the hair on your head... <clears throat> Let me do that again. Hey, John Tory. Mm, yeah, I know the hair on your head to. is a big disaster. Um, I'd hate to think about how messy the hair on your privates looks right about now. Just imagine that, right? Because it's yeah. the hair is like un- unruly. I, I, that... that- that doesn't really make sense. I mean, but how? Your well, your pubes don't really just keep growing indefinitely, quite like your head hair. Well, maybe. Uh, maybe they do for you, Mike. Well, no, I'm just. It, it makes joke logic. It's there's, there's a thing called joke logic that you mm-hmm. have to know about. Um, I was just imagining his 
his long gray gray pubes. All right, scrap that one. Um, roast number two. Um, hey John Terry. John Terry. Oh, you can tell I'm nervous. Hey John. Dude, Tory. you're rattled. You. I don't. No, okay. I'm not. Keep going. No, I'm not. Um. Hey John Tory. You have long hair. You have very long hair. Your hair is is long enough, basically, for an animal to live inside of it. For example, a beaver or perhaps a rabbit. That's disgusting. I mean, it's just so out of nowhere, Mike. That's just like, it's not, it's not a good, like roasts are supposed to be like this. Like, Hey, John Tory, nice hair. Your mom's a bitch. Like, you know, that's the roast. Oh God. You don't need to bring, you know, his, his dear mother into this. Oh, uh, this is why some, you don't have the roast energy. Okay. What else? Okay. All right. Well, here's uh, roast number three of the hair of John Tory. The hair of the mare. I like that rhyme. Um, (laughs) Hey, John Tory, remind me not to let you make me scrambled eggs in the morning. In light of the length of your hair, I wouldn't be surprised if a few strands uh, wound up in my scrambled eggs. Oh, God. What do you think? I mean, imagine you on stage with Jeff Ross pulling that out, Mike. <laughs> well, would I be wearing a fedora like him or would I be going hatless? That's what we need to decide first. Hey, the fact that you're even asking that question proves you don't know how to roast. Of course you wear a fedora. You literally okay. can't do a roast if you're not wearing a fedora. All right. All right. All right. But you have to admit the idea of the mayor making you eggs and then you, you put your fork in and you've got a big clump of hair. That's just disgusting. You'd probably barf and, you know, no one wants that. So that's, the, I mean, you know. I, I grant you the image of John Tory coming over and making me eggs and it being filled with hair is kind of gross. So I give you that. I give you that. Thank you. Oh, God. Well, maybe when COVID's over, we could do like a big landlord tenant pod mess roast. And we'll get all the people who are friends of the show and been on a lot and roast the hell out of them. (laughs) Also, maybe when it's all over, maybe Mayor John Tory will hold a press conference and he'll be like, I'm fine. I'm not only getting a haircut live on TV. I'm shaving all the hair off of my body. (laughs) Wouldn't that be neat to have a smooth mayor, perfectly smooth? It would be nice. Or he he gets so sick of all these jokes about his hair, he goes, fine, are you happy now? And then he bicks his head, completely bald like Lex Luthor. Or, I'm just running with your idea, he's like, he gets Mm. so sick of being bullied online about his hair, and he's so depressed Mm -hmm. that he holds a press conference. Mm -hmm. And live on camera, he just blows his brains out (laughs) and says, you did this to me, Don't, don't make fun of my hair. Well, I hope that doesn't happen. Uh, as anyone, you know, this podcast episode would seem really in poor taste. And you'd be in deep shit. I'd be pulled in for questioning. Absolutely. Yeah. You you would be shamed online. No yeah. question. Well, Mike, um, before we move on to our guest, which was a great chat, uh, we should let everybody know we do have a Patreon patreon.com slash landlord tenant is where you can donate your euros and your dollars to help keep this show going so you can hear about john tory's hair you can hear about skits on classic rock albums and and anything else you like and uh we do appreciate 
you for supporting us either financially or vibe wise. Yeah, a good vibe is amazing. And um yeah, if you if you do our Patreon, you get a bonus episode a month. And even if you can't, that's oh my god, that's fine. Um but you could maybe subscribe, like, you know, rate and review, all that stuff. Um, all that stuff. It, it would help us so much. And welcome back, everybody, to the show. Our guest this week is a comedian and a, 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 a bona fide TV star <laughs> and also a podcaster. Look, everyone, right there. It's Abba Amaquando. Hey, Abba. Hi. How are you guys? Nice to be here. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. So um, I, hmm. I, you know, we got to address this right off the bat. You're, you're a potter like us and you're, we, we are on, we're on the same network. We're on yes. the Sonar Network. And it's nice when, when Sonarites get together mm-hmm. and, you know, <laughs> gab. Yes. Yeah. We're, we're unified by Sonar. They, I, I think of them as my parents. They are mm-hmm. mom and dad. And then mm-hmm. Nostalgique is one of the many children that they yes. have. Do you, do you guys remember in the 90s or 2000s uh, ads for Saturn cars? They would advertise mm-hmm. like Saturn owners, like they're invited to these Saturn owner lunches and stuff. Okay, interesting. And that's what yeah, we're yeah. like, yeah, here yeah. at Sonar. We all get together and have picnics and talk about podcasting. Exactly. Yeah. And <laughs> and like what you said there, Abba, it's like they're mother and father. Mm-hmm. And the last thing we want to do is upset mother we and father. Don't, we don't want to upset mummy and daddy. No. <laughs> so let's hope. Let's all try our best to do a to great episode here. Make them yes. proud. Mm-hmm. <laughs> of course, your podcast uh, that you co-host is called Nostalgique. And yes. listeners, if you don't know it, it's not a you know francophone French Canadian <laughs> podcast. No, no, no. It's actually a, no. a show about um, music from your youth. You're you're a little mm-hmm. younger. Than, than me and James, but mm-hmm. uh, it's nostalgic, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. We um, we interview truly everyone and anybody. We've had really great guests, like um, a lot of comedians. Um, mm. We're expanding a bit more now. And yeah, we kind of just like, we. our goal is to talk about the music as much as we can and like the artists as much as we can. But like Ben and I collectively have truly one brain cell. And we have like rats living in our brains, so we can't stay on topic. The podcast is 80% tangents, 20% like a mention of Sublime or whoever the fuck we're talking about that episode. Can I swear on this? Is that okay? I have a potty mouth. Mike, what do you think? I mean, you can do whatever you want, but you have to live with the consequences. So yeah, it's okay. The yeah, angry just, parent emails I have to live with. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. I think in our podcast, I go on tangents a lot more than Mike. And mm-hmm. I can see in his eyes over Skype when I've gone down a tangent and I know he's going to edit it out. <laughs> Why is it like a glazed over look? I can just see in his eyes. He's like, mm-hmm. nope. He's like, enough. But I have a respect folder. to Mike. He keeps it on track. I, I do have a folder on my computer labeled <laughs> James's Disgusting Rants. And I put all of that audio in there. Yeah. And... Uh, I, you know, yeah, but for blackmail, yeah, Mm -hmm. (laughs) just in case. Yeah. No, Abba, I, I, I'm a little angry at you because (laughs) I looked through the, uh, 
the past episodes in the feed of Nostalgic, mm-hmm. and I noticed that you don't have an episode about Michael Bublé, and I'm wondering why. <laughs> if you can explain this oversight, because it's I'm I'm furious, and I'm yeah. pretending to be nice right now, but I'm actually mm-hmm. very mad. Well, I mean, you're doing the Lord's work by calling me out right now. We need to hold each other accountable. And you're right. I mean, take hey, take away my fucking citizenship. Like, why have we not? Can we get someone, Blogtio, someone to write this? Uh, podcaster Mike De- Belazzo demands citizenship revoked. Yes. Mm-hmm. Drag's first black comedian <laughs> to do yeah. a lot of things. Yeah, exactly. Now I'm considering the optics of this, and it does not look good. On no, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. But, oh, I'm, you know what? We've actually been very shocked by the groups and artists that people like choose to talk about because... I don't know. I, I'd assume that they choose the obvious, the boobles, the like <laughs> truly the earworms of music or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they, I, I feel like people always go with artists that really spoke to them in their youth. And mm. I, I, I think we'd have to interview someone like pretty old for their like, <laughs> I don't know, or not pretty old actually. That's not true. Somebody pretty young for Michael Bublé to be like a huge part of their youth. I think it, it are and most people's. Hard. Yeah, are most people's sweet spots like 90s? Is that yours? Mm. 2000s? For me, definitely early aughts. Because I was mm. like, that's when I was a teenager. Yeah. Um, and But I feel like for a lot of people, it is very much 90s. A lot of 90s stuff. Yeah. Um, sometimes we get lucky with like 70s, early 80s. But for the most part, 90s. Yeah. Prime time. Yeah. yeah. I wonder like what the youngest person, who the youngest person is who ever bought a Michael Buble... <laughs> CD or well, like a 48 year old for sure. Like, yeah. and <laughs> well, into their lives. I feel like it would be sort of like a young Ben Shapiro type kid, you know, like a conservative kid. Classic yes. music, the way it's meant, jazz, the way it's meant to be sung. Exactly. Like some conservative kid, like, I hated WAP. A yeah. pussy should never be wet. Yeah. <laughs> like, huge fan of Buble. <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, there was some uh and this no one will be nostalgic for this yet because it just mm. happened but um over the weekend it was the uh, of course the Eurovision contest Eurovision 2021 mm-hmm. and um it didn't go off without a hitch cuz there's a a drug scandal mm-hmm. the uh the Italian uh well Italy won and the Italian mm-hmm. group called Mainskin I don't Ma- Manus there's some sort of accent it on it It sounds like they're okay. making a joke about foreskin Manskin? Oh, Maniskin? Man- just throwing man- it out okay. there. Interesting. The, the idea of an Italian man with foreskin is... is, is <laughs> it's <disgusting>. unheard of! <laughs> <laughs> but Maniskin's singer, I believe, named Damiano David, okay, uh, was caught on camera allegedly snorting a line of cocaine allegedly. when the camera cut to him. Um, it caused all sorts of scandal. He's denying he did cocaine. But did, did you see mm-hmm. that video, Abba? I did see that video, and immediately I was like, I know this guy. This guy's like at Sneaky D's, What's Poppin' Wednesdays, <laughs> snorting coke <laughs> off of someone's cowboy boot. Like, it's, <laughs> I, I, it's really brave of him to actually deny it, I think. Yeah, I saw. He, I, I, th- I saw that he said he's he'll even take a drug test. That's insane. I mean, like, but like, he knows they're not going to make him do exactly. that. Exactly. I mean, I feel like cocaine is also just like a part of the young Italian diet. 
Like, <laughs> absolutely. You got tomatoes, you got garlic, and you got some fresh cocaine. Yes. <laughs> allegedly, allegedly. Allegedly. Um, at a press conference afterwards, uh, the man, Damiano David, mm-hmm. uh, he denied he used drugs. He said, quote, I don't use drugs. Please, guys, do not say that. Don't say that. Really. No cocaine. Please do not say that. <laughs> I really believe him. Please, uh, don't say that. I can't take that shit seriously. Yeah, that doesn't sound like someone who's who's not lying. Yeah. Please, no, that's not true. Don't say that. That's not true. (laughs) No. Oh, man. Honestly, Hmm. iconic. I think that's that. I'm shocked that the gay community hasn't taken this icon under their wing yet because he seems very like. I don't know. I think aesthetically he's serving queer. I see him and I'm like, yeah. that's like a member of my community. I'm shocked that like he hasn't made more waves on that side of Twitter yet. Like, I feel like I've hmm. seen like male straight comedians talking about him a lot more than gay people should. <laughs> and I think he, I think I don't think he realizes that he needs to work on his branding a lot more because he feels like one of us, I think. Right. Come on, Damiano. I wonder, <laughs> I yeah, wonder you know what? Maybe that. you're yeah. right. Do you to it, call him out. Is that just your 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 vibe, or is that, or do you know for sure? I have a really good gaydar, and okay. he was shirtless on the Eurovision in the clip that I saw. When I see a shirtless man with boots and long hair, I'm like, "That's gay. That is gay." <laughs> he's he's got uh, Damiano David, the famous singer. He reminds me of a modern Italian Freddie Mercury. You know? Yes, yes, yeah. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. Snorting cocaine because they're the group Main the Skin. They're a rock. Band and uh, yeah, they're not you know uh, they're not club music, so mm. I don't know. Huh, maybe rock is coming back, coming back for the gays. Maybe. No, that yeah. would be an interesting mm. turn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Forget well, to Alipa. We're doing metal from now on. <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel like there was sort of a the late nineties or the late eighties sort of mm-hmm. hair metal aesthetic mm-hmm. might be similar. So maybe it would I absolutely you know, agree. maybe it would make sense. Yeah. Yeah, you know, they like he kind of the sort of some of those like uh, like Poison and Rat and those mm-hmm. bands like they kind of had that mm-hmm. eyeliner, yes. long hair. You know, they're all sh- shirtless, ripped guys. I think look, yeah. I think that yeah. like a lot of drag queens also serve looks like that are very similar to like these like I don't know like late eighties like yeah makeup wearing like hairography doing. Classic rock bands. There, there's something very drag about them. I think. Interesting. Yeah. Can I say something? It's a little mm-hmm. adjacent to this, but recently mm-hmm. I was watching for the first time the um, the guy. Is it Brent Michaels? Was he the singer from Poison? He had yes. a a dating show, reality show yes. called Rock of Love. A good I used show. To fucking watch that. Oh my god. <laughs> so I had never seen the memory. it. And it's it's very entertaining, but. Mm-hmm. The way he so they, there was one cutaway that made me gasp because it showed him standing beside other people, and he's only like four foot nine. He's a little <laughs> tiny squirt of a man. He's so <laughs> tiny, but it explains why he is the way he is. Yeah, like, yeah, he has to overcompensate because of his lack of height. So remember, yeah. he always had that bandana on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's that- a, he, yeah. No, go ahead, go ahead. I was just gonna say, like he he read in that show, like he's had. You wouldn't think someone could read like they've had too much sex, like they should probably <laughs> stop. But yes. he really re-emanates that. Just like, I think it's gone too far for you. Exactly. I'm like, we need to pull you aside and do an intervention. <laughs> I feel like the setup of that show, 
should have been him thinking that he was going to like do a dating show with all these like hot girls who were really down on their luck. Cause I feel like that's the only reason you'd go on a show like that, but that's like, <laughs> yeah. that that's what he expects. And then he gets into the house and it's an intervention. Cause <laughs> I, I think there could really be an arc with him where he comes to God. He comes to the lights. Oh, and, he yeah. totally reads as a guy who's going to become really Christian. Oh my God. Yes, 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 yes. Like mega church status. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Well, I Did, do know that he has diabetes and I wonder, I know most people get it if they have too much sugar or whatever. Maybe yeah. he got diabetes from having too much sex. <laughs> Can that happen? <laughs> Maybe he's I the wonder. first. Well, uh, Michael Douglas got mouth cancer, yeah. right? Yeah. From, Wait. <laughs> from the wicked Catherine Zeta-Jones. Yeah. What do is this fact checked? Can we have? Do we have I'm, proof? I'm fact checking this. <laughs> Did Michael? Damn, Douglas. Oh, oh my god, Douglas, get cancer from? It's a classic way to get HPD. it. Yeah, that's, yeah, I think it, for real. That's what he told a reporter. <laughs> that's what he told. Her. I don't know. I'm no scientist, but I, that sounds like bullshit. Who's <laughs> tired of eating out his does. partner? It feels like trying to put spin on your unfortunate situation by being like, yeah, yeah but I got it from, from Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I can't go I down on a, you. It's going to give me mouth cancer. I forgot about. <laughs> Classic example of anti-Welsh racism, because uh, he's uh, <sighs> striking Michael out his Douglas wife. is Welsh? No, Catherine Zeta-Jones is Welsh. Oh, God, oh, you're right. Yeah. Oh, that is true. Oh, I'll, I'll edit that failed joke out. <laughs> No, keep it in. You have to hold yourself accountable. Yeah, keep it in. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Um, so, Emma, there was Rock of Love with Brett Michaels. Mm-hmm. And then before that, I believe, was I Love New York with New York. Did you watch yes. that? Oh, holy fucking I shit. I love yes. that show. Love New York. I loved... Tiffany Pollard is such... I mean, she, recently she said something really fucked up. Oh, um, I didn't know that. And, and she's, like, been... I don't know. Her fan base is like, girl, what the fuck? But um, growing up, like, she was... The Kardashians for me before the Kardashians. Like, she was like an it girl. She was famous for nothing. You know what I mean? She was so good on the show. Like, she was so funny. So fucking funny. My favorite clip of her is when they're doing an acting challenge. And one of the girls, like, very earnestly, before she goes in for her audition, looks at Tiffany as like, you know, good luck, break a leg. And Tiffany, like, freezes. And she's like looking around. She's like, did you hear what that fucking bitch said to me? She's going to break a leg. <laughs> she goes to like, I don't know, one of the producers. She's like crying. She's like, why would anyone say that to you? <laughs> why does she hate me? <laughs> I was like, no, that is what actors say. Are you sick? What's wrong with you? Oh she strikes me as a woman who's mentally unwell, but yep. does it so fashionably that it's fun. <laughs> like, she pulls it off. She pulls it off. It's like when people pull off a mole and it kind of looks good. Mm -hmm. She just does it. And 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 I love New York came out of um, the Flavor Flav one, right? What was that called? Oh my god, Flavor Love. Flavor Love. Yes, yes. Which yes. I think the reason I had no choice but to go into comedy because the reality TV I watched growing up was so asinine. It's it's it was so changed the chemistry of my brain forever. Yeah. Yeah. Do you you remember on that show um, a lady accidentally pooped on the stairs? (laughs) Mike, do you know about that? I don't. I know. I didn't know about this stair shitting. But you know please, about the stair shitting? 
on Flavor of Love, you know, he's got all these potential girlfriends and a yeah, house and they're absolutely. all partying. And then mm-hmm. one lady had to go to the bathroom and she couldn't hold it and accidentally pooped on the stairs running to the bathroom. And Flavor, <laughs> he rolled with it. He laughed and didn't. Of he course didn't he out. did. Um, he's insane. You know what? Was it Hottie? There was that one girl on that show, Hottie. Do you remember her? I, I got to look. Hottie was insane. She had, Hottie had this rat nest of a wig that was so big. It's like she never changed it. She just kept adding more hair to it. It was really big. Claimed that it was all her hair. Claimed that her breasts were hers. They clearly were not. <laughs> claimed she was a lawyer, a real estate agent, all these things. She was really insane. I loved her. That, that's so funny. It is funny in these shows where like, there's a certain level of them being really stupid. Mm-hmm. It has to like hit the right level because if it's mm-hmm. too too stupid you're like what am i doing with my life but if yeah. it's just that right level it's so good exactly I, when the woman shat on the stairs <laughs> was she i forget was flavor was it like an elimination show was that woman eliminated or was she kept on or was it i know not- i believe he kept her on that week her name was something <laughs> something it was yeah. something I'm yeah sorry. That's what her name was on the show. The reason why something is so iconic to me is because when Flavor Flavor Flav was naming her, he named all the girls after things that they were known for. So like Hottie was named Hottie because she was so confident and hot. But something was named something because Flavor Flav looked at her and went, girl, you got a little something going on. I feel like that's the meanest nickname. It mean. It's like not, yeah, not a super compliment. Something. Yeah. Like je, short for a je ne sais quoi would be, have been better than something. Oh, <laughs> uh, God. I miss that show. Well, maybe, maybe fingers crossed. Maybe they'll bring it back. Uh, I, I think they'd get lawsuits. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, you know what? A show. So this is not obviously a reality dating show or a uh, shitting on the stairs type of show. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a uh, friends reunion uh, coming soon, and that's something a lot of people are getting nostalgic about. And um, before we started recording, Abba, we uh, we briefly talked about. Some of the special guests who are joining the uh, iconic Friends cast. And of course, um, I'm talking about people like David Beckham, Justin okay. Bieber, James okay. Gordon, and of course, the famous uh, Friends character, Malala Yousafzai. <laughs> <laughs> Malala has come so far. She's lived so many lives ever yeah. since she hit the scene. And I say hit yeah. the scene like, you know, she wrote a fun book or like she started doing stand up. Like she became known to us because she suffered a big trauma. Yeah. <laughs> so it's so fucked up seeing her on this like friends lineup of it doesn't feel like people <laughs> who are like panelists. It feels like truly a lineup of criminals, <laughs> of celebrities <laughs> that we're all kind of tired of. So yeah. I, I didn't know at first it is. Yeah, it's like a. Sort of round. It's not like an episode of Friends because yeah. it's going to be just people talking about the show Friends. Oh, but at I sincerely thought, like, oh. thought it would be like she's at Central Perk. <laughs> They'd be like, "Hey, aren't you Malala? <laughs> she's the new busker on stage." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my god, I think it's insane. But I think I don't know. Friends, Friends fans feel like such an eclectic group of randos, like. People who are fans of Friends don't look or behave a certain way. I feel like it's truly the most 
um, inoffensive, most basic like thing that you can be a fan of. So maybe that <laughs> panel of people makes sense. Like if you like Friends, <laughs> you won't be offended by seeing Justin Bieber or David Beckham. You can acknowledge that they're celebrities. I think. Right. Yeah, yeah, that makes. Yeah. yeah, it's sort of like being a fan of like the easiest drinking drink, exactly. like something that just. Yeah, there's no. Uh, yeah. Very easy to process. Exactly. Yeah. I was trying to think of like imagine so like the yeah the Malala. To go back to Malala for a second, <laughs> as I al- as we always do on this podcast, as we do. Um, she was driven out, and her family were driven out of Pakistan by, the, I believe, the Taliban itself. Yes. Yes. So imagine like the Taliban guys, like in their cave with their machine guns, like, oh, the friends reunion is tonight, and they they, they see Malala on the screen, and they're like, no, <laughs> that would be such an <laughs> okay what's really like what is really insane to me is that yeah she's still her enemies are still alive <laughs> like the people who yeah. wanted her dead are very much still out there and they yeah. just know that she's a celebrity now like how insane is mm. that like i i just feel like it's the equivalent of like oh i don't want to make a false equivalence but like a nazi really persecuting like <laughs> a great jewish singer and then like 10 years later like turning on the tv and being like hey remember her fuck like she got away like that's so yeah weird i don't know that's a weird reality to live in i feel like it's like a a fucked up a star is born yes an incredibly (laughs) fucked up a star is born but i think also malala has probably been like victim of like those like weird hollywood execs who are like i'm gonna make you a star and she's Mm -hmm. like i just fled death so sure like, yeah, I yeah. can't blame her. Yeah. Do you think? Yeah, has Malala shot a few pilots that haven't, like, sitcom <laughs> pilots that have never made it to air? Like that just seems like something probably. that would have happened. She probably had like a few development deals with like Vice or something, like to do like like real nitty gritty like documentary yeah. style shit. Trying acid with Malala. <laughs> <laughs> they would produce something like that. Yeah. So yeah. Uh. <laughs> um. James, before we started, you said you had, you remembered a, I didn't quite remember this uh, game show that you were nostalgic for. Yeah, well, uh, do you want to tell Abba about it? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm realizing I think you're definitely too young to remember this, but like, I was thinking about like, what would be fun, a fun nostalgic thing I can think of Mm. to talk about. And I really liked, there was a period in the late 80s, early 90s of like, um, like weird uh, sexy game shows. <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, it would always be on ch- uh, C- channel 47, especially like 47. 10, 30, 11 at night before David Letterman. Um, do you remember the game show studs? Studs. I don't remember that. What was it's, channel 47? Was that, that wasn't spike. Was it? No, no. Uh, well on, if you, we didn't have Gable. So okay. it was the, it was CFMT now. On. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it would be kind of like, they'd have all, they'd have all the kind of like, you know, love connection. Yes. Uh, and, and studs and amazing. Um, <laughs> there was another one called a limit date where all, all, like there'd be one, um, person and then they'd okay. be on like a date with like four people at the same time. They'd eliminate okay. them off and they'd always end up in a hot tub. Oh, interesting. Wait, so good. So, so this show stu- like studs, what was it about? Like what did they have to do? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, studs is a, uh, two men go on blind dates with the same three women Okay. Then all five appear in the show together where the men answer <laughs> questions about their dates and the women. Correct guesses score them, quote, stuffed hearts. And whoever gets the most hearts at the end of the game is crowned <laughs> ultimate stud. <laughs> Wait, that's 
beautiful. Like in order to qualify as a stud, you have to know a lot about the yeah. woman that you went on a date with. <laughs> yeah, okay. that's sort of not the typical definition of a stud. Yeah. That guy's a stud. He knows a lot about the his girlfriend. <laughs> he, he remembers collected. my favorite color. Yeah. And did I'm just going to guess here that the men and women had wildly different memories of how the dates went, probably? <laughs> yeah, probably. Well, because I do remember occasionally this, no one, the women, you know, they wouldn't like mm-hmm. the stud. Hard as that is to believe. <laughs> he would be a dud stud. That is so funny. I'm looking in the Wikipedia about it, and one of mm-hmm. the examples of like the kinds of questions that they would ask the women, because mm-hmm. uh, they would they were on dates with both men, mm-hmm. it, would be, it would be questions like, uh, which one is more likely to wear their beeper to bed? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> oh, yeah, people used to have beepers. <laughs> yeah, early 90s. Oh, my God. Guess who was on? This is a bit dark, but guess what? who was on studs? Who? Ronald Goldman. The Wait. Who's Ronald? The, the oh, guy was who was murdered, murdered with Nicole Brown Simpson. God. Oh no! <laughs> I certainly yeah, hope he mix. at least was chosen as ultimate stud before you know. <laughs> oh. I oh. hope. Oh god. Yeah. Bit dark. Um, what a show! Oh, Studs. God. Yeah. Yeah. There, there I, was an. Yeah. Sorry. No, 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 go ahead. I was just going to say, like, I feel like late 90s game shows were a trip. They were really, like, oh, yeah. incredibly specific. Yeah. There was another one I really liked. I would tape this on my PBR. Mm. It was Cute. 2008, 2009. Dog the called... Bounty Hunter. <laughs> <laughs> no. It was called Moment, The Moment of Truth. The Moment of Truth. Hosted by the guy who hosts... Um, Antiques Roadshow, whose name weirdly is Mark L. Wahlberg. That's hilarious. Okay. And it was a lie detector show. And do you remember the show? Yes, I remember the show. Oh, my God. Okay. If I am correct, Mm -hmm. is this the same show where um, you'd have, like, people competing and their families would be present? Yes. And in order to win, like, a certain (laughs) tier of money, you'd have to answer, like, escalating questions. Exactly. I remember specifically on that show... (laughs) The question that got a woman eliminated was they asked, have you ever had sexual relations with your boss in order to meet like to get a a promotion? And she answered no. And it was like like this huge, like suspenseful (laughs) moment. And then the announcer goes that you lied. That answer is incorrect. And she's like flailing. She's like, what? No, the machine's broken. (laughs) Yeah, because it's not 100 percent accurate. It means you really might be. Might be being oh. honest. <laughs> it was so brutal, though. Yeah, you're exactly right. So they'd start wow. with little questions, and if you, you know, for a few mm-hmm. thousand dollars or something, like you know, did you ever, you know, I don't know, fib on your taxes or you know, yeah. some easy yeah. stuff. And then it gets harder, and it's for more money. But the, you know, the questions are going to get super weird and yeah. personal. And um, all your family's there, and there'll be stuff yeah. like, have you, have you know, is your wife? you know, the best sex you ever had, yes! like that kind of stuff. Yes, oh yes, my God. Yes. It was so, so cringe, but I loved it. I remember Me like, it, I think it birthed my love for cringe humor. Like that's why I still watch shows <laughs> like Nathan for you. I feel like I just love yeah. to see someone squirm on TV like that. Cause like, mm-hmm. I always thought I'd never be so stupid as to get myself in a situation like that. But look at me, I work in the comedy industry. So <laughs> yeah, no, you're, you're right. I, I remember one guy like who really pulled it off well in that show. He was kind of mm-hmm. like a old, like, you know, 50 year old kind of blue collar dude. And the question was like, have you ever sexually thought about women other than your wife? And I remember he really nailed it because he's like, 
yeah, come on, of course I have, come on. And everyone was like, yeah, you're right. Even yeah. his wife's like, yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, oh, really? the results are, you're lying, you haven't. <laughs> he's like, damn, I just really love my wife. Yeah. <laughs> Boo, Bill, you suck, loser. <laughs> I I feel like yeah that that show is like if you're gonna get caught or if they're asking you a really awkward question you really have to lean in like you really have to own it yeah yeah it's weird huh like if you if you don't seem guilty about something then you kind of get away with it a lot yeah (laughs) it's really weird (laughs) what was this show called I think I missed the name when you said it Uh, it's called the moment of truth the Mm -hmm. moment of truth oh yeah and in the intro the host really did seem sleazy and he was like. Is there an honest man left in America or something like that? That was like his <laughs> log line or whatever. So wow. dystopian. Yeah, I feel like it really I is. Feel, yeah, but I feel like that's like all TV shows are incredibly or not all TV shows. All game shows are incredibly dystopian. Like Mass right. Singer fucked. You're right. Completely fucked. So fucked. It, it looks yeah. like a like something in the Hunger Games of like yes. this is what they would watch. And they're so excited to see who the celebrities are. And then it's like the worst person you could ever think of. Like, like Rush Limbaugh, like would probably pop up. (laughs) I don't understand. Like, I don't get that show because you can't really hear them singing. Right. It's like auto tune. So what's the I don't get I don't understand that one at all. Exactly. There's really no point to it, but for like celebrities to act really surprised and for Niecy Nash to pay her mortgage. That's what that show is about. For Niecy Nash to collect a check. That's all it is. All the judges on that show seem to be like cast offs from like mainstream Hollywood who are like semi canceled, like Robin Thicke. What's her name? The anti-vax lady. um, Jenny McCarthy. Jenny McCarthy. McCarthy? Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, hey, yeah. And then there's yeah. that comedian. What's his name? Um, Ken Yong. Yeah. I'm like, what are you doing there, buddy? I think he's I just know. done with acting. He's done. Maybe he's just like, he wants to cash out. Yeah. Which, Good fair. for him. Take care of your family. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Did you ever watch that, Mike? Because I, I, I feel yeah. like I've, made, I've seen you make jokes about like Eggman. Eggman, <laughs> yes. Fish yeah. Boy, whatever I, they do. I had to do, I had to do a podcast um Joel's podcast about Survivor. When Survivor wasn't happening, it was about uh, Masked Singer. So I watched an episode, and uh, <laughs> that episode had uh, Broccoli. And then <laughs> Broccoli was kicked off, and it he took his head off, and it was uh, like 89-year-old singer Paul Anka. And like no one, <laughs> no one in the crowd really no, knew who he was. Horrible. <laughs> Not Paul Anka. It was just like a sweat, because it must be so hot in those costumes. Yeah. It was just like... A dripping wet man with pasted hair with a red face going, it's He's me, so tiny. Yeah. Oh, no. Uh, That's horrible. Great. Yeah. Who is the biggest star who's been on that show, I wonder? Because it's like it, NFL mm. players sometimes. Yeah, 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 yeah. In my opinion, Kermit the Frog. Like, <laughs> That's right. It was the most shocking reveal also. That is That's a shocking right. reveal. Did it have yeah. a guy in a... In a Kermit costume because that would be sort of disturbing if it's a human body. That would be so fucked if it was like a human-sized Kermit. That's terrifying. But yeah, that's nightmare fuel. Oh, it looks like I think Doctor Drew has been on it. Which that's he's still terrifying. alive. That's insane to me. <laughs> yeah. Forget Doctor Drew. I want like the the you know ice cream sundae to lift his head. I want to see Doctor Dre. I want to see Doctor Dre on the Masked Singer. Uh, Imagine. Competing. I feel like Ice Cube will probably be on it eventually. 
Absolutely. Yeah. 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 So his his son played him in the movie Straight Outta Compton, I think. Yeah, and I love his son. I never watched Straight Outta Compton. Honestly, was not interested, but his son is really hot. Right. <laughs> That's my main takeaway from oh, that. Oh. Well, Ice Cube is lucky that he, he has a good-looking son. Exactly. Because if he had an ugly son and was like, oh, <laughs> my son, I guess, has to play me, and then he's like, he's oh, ugly. I was better looking as a, as a young man than yeah, my like, son. Just so you guys know, I was a little more, you know. There's like a I little... never even considered that. <laughs> Before the movie starts, it's like, hey, this is Ice Cube. I just want everyone watching to know that... My son isn't as good looking as I was when I was his age. Thank you. Enjoy he the movie. He shows a picture. He's like, remember, this is what I looked like at that age. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Here are some of the contestants. Danny Trejo. Oh, okay. interesting. Okay. That kind of makes sense to me. He's about so, the level. Yeah. Yeah. Logan Paul. Caitlyn oh. Jenner. That's a pretty big one. Oh, oh my Future. God. Yes, she was on and she did such a dog shit job of it. I was so <laughs> mad at her. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That was yeah. like she rapped, right? She was. She. That's oh. the thing. I wish she rapped. She was doing TikTok by Kesha, but she was right. singing it like TikTok on the clock and the oh. party don't. <laughs> you know stop. what? I, that kind of feels right. <laughs> Caitlyn Jenner doesn't really feel like she has no. a lot of like I don't know rhythm she, to me. Maybe she doesn't have rhythm at all. No future yeah. governor of California, possibly. <laughs> right? Uh, yeah, sure. If California wants to completely die, if they finally want to sink into the ocean, for sure. Like, but all those small plane owners will be like, woo, right? Yeah, she do the, Yeah, she said like that. Her friend who owns a like a airplane hangar was like mm-hmm. really mad about the homeless people. Yeah, he wanted to leave because he was so upset by the homeless population. That's sick. I feel like I feel like the area of Malibu or wherever where Caitlyn Jenner and her friends live is probably a gated community without a ton of homeless people and around. I'm you know? pretty sure she saw a maid or the whoever owns the <laughs> hangar saw like a janitor and was like, that's a homeless person. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> or it's probably just like a guy in a T-shirt with like a beard. Exactly. Regular guy. And they're like homeless. Yeah. <laughs> um, there was another uh, great celebrity who was in the news just over the weekend uh, for also having anti-homeless uh, feelings. Um, mm. Crocodile Dundee star Paul Hogan made the news <laughs> okay. because apparently he's sick and tired of homeless people, unhoused mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. camping near his home. And he put up a, he, a handwritten sign that said, mm-hmm. this is my house, not yours. <laughs> and there's, there are pictures of him writing in red pen and sticking it and then after the story was reported he denied having written it but we took pictures <laughs> sir what's going on <laughs> that's so fucking depraved morally just <laughs> what a disgusting person but also unhoused people aren't just walking into random people's homes being like it's my house now that's not how things work and even if they were let them life is hard enough (laughs) yeah was this in australia or like la he lives in i believe santa monica or something in Mm. la so yeah it's probably that these home these like unhoused people are just starstruck to see you know crocodile (laughs) dundee himself and they're probably paralyzed and they can't move because yeah if you saw him you would just lose all faculties and just sort of wander forward like a zombie exactly (laughs) it's crocodile dundee oh my god that is funny at one point at like the height of his fame what year was it he paul hogan hosted the oscars one year what what Okay, yeah. now I'm I'm coming to realize that they kind of let anyone host 
the Oscars. <laughs> That's <laughs> why when they make a big deal of it, you're like, well, I'm it was, like, you okay. know, Bob Hope, Paul yeah. Hogan. <laughs> <laughs> he was like a true phenomenon then. Like he was like Justin Bieber. Paul Hogan? I think in like 1987. <laughs> Wait, let me look this up. So he co-hosted the 1987 Oscars. Oh my God, I, I nailed that. You know what? He, I, I can't deny, face of a star. What can we say? Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> God, oh my God, look at this vest. I'm sorry, I'm just going through pictures of him in like truly Chippendale attire. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was, uh, he was for a brief period the uh, the most good looking man on the face of the earth. Paul yeah, <laughs> probably the most like popular himbo at one point. This is. He looked kind of old in the '80s. He must be a hundred now. It's that uh, fierce it's, Australian sun. I was gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is I, his ancestors paying for their. Crimes. <laughs> uh, you're right. <laughs> Wait, is this a is this a joke or mm. is there a newish crocodile Dundee? I can't tell if this is a joke or real. The very well, excellent. No, this he's must 81 be eighty one years old, so that'd be I mean, he might have to sit down for the entire film. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, it's crocodile Dundee. He's just resting for a moment, but it's him. <laughs> oh, don't change the channel. He's gonna watch that show when he wakes up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Where did I put my knife? He can't remember because he is Dementia. He's in the initial yeah. stages of uh, Alzheimer's. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, crack Dundee. Oh, God. Oh, See, this funny. is the kind of topic that most <clears throat> podcasts don't have the guts to address. You know, They're what's Paul scared. Hogan up to? Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Right. I think everyone's way too pussy to approach these subjects, but yeah. you guys are doing yeah. the Lord's work. This is Thank a conversation you. that needs to be had, actually. Absolutely. Well said. <laughs> I, had a, I had a personal a personal opinion question. We didn't mm-hmm. talk about this before, Michael, but should I throw it out there just for fun? Mm. I, yes, yes, please. So please do. I'm curious what the both of you think. Mm-hmm. I've really, since especially COVID or even before, my hair has, facial hair, my head hair has taken a hard gray turn. Mm-hmm. I mean, it might not be easy to tell oh, on the Skype. It's true. But I've, I've gone, mm. I've really gone gray. I, yeah. What's your thoughts on that app? I mean, sometimes I have thought to myself, should mm-hmm. I touch of gray it? But then I think, no. no. But I also think, oh my God, it's, it's hard to adjust. I think, honestly, I feel your pain because mm. last year, start of the pandemic, I did find one single gray hair, like huh. truly in the middle of my head, one single one. And I... Yeah. I wrote a suicide note like I was going to do it. <laughs> but I think that I think that gray is very sophisticated and I think right. that it looks very good. You're rocking it like it, Thank it, you. it suits you very well. I think do not touch a single head okay. of hair or not a single don't touch a single <laughs> hair. What? A single hair on that head. <laughs> yeah, I guess you Michael? do look now that I now that I'm getting a nice good eyeful of your mm-hmm. beard and your let's see your mm-hmm. hair there. James is mm-hmm. taking off his hat. Yeah, um, you do remind me somewhat of a Canadian Pierce Brosnan, <laughs> or um, I love it. A Canadian, um, I guess like he is Canadian already. Red Green with his nice gray <laughs> beard and fun yeah. comedy. Were you well, thinking of doing like that? What's that shit called? The the hair dye for men. The just for it? men. Just for men. Is that the thing where like? I mean, I probably not. But I, I've yeah. had moments of insecurity looking in the mirror and thinking like, should no! I? No one would know. You now also they have will. so much hair. You have like thick hair. So I Thank think you. that like 
it would probably be like very noticeable. <laughs> You're right. I show up yeah. with jet black hair. Everyone's like, mm. yeah. everyone's like, oh god, you went through it during that pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> how are you your, know what was how what are was your eyebrows a, though? My eyebrows are brown, brown as hell. Mm. Okay. You know what was okay. weird? The first part that really went gray was <laughs> really unfortunate. Honestly, basically a Hitler mustache. Like in the right in the middle <laughs> like of my mustache turned really whitish gray before anything else. It was very huh. odd and unfortunate, but I didn't shave the beard. What were your genes trying to tell you? What was your DNA <laughs> oh, trying to no. tell you? <laughs> yeah, oh god. No. Well, no, I know looks good. Thank you. My no. hair hasn't gone gray in any way really lately, no. but I did look at some pictures from like just two years ago, pictures of myself from like two years ago, mm-hmm. and then I looked at, in the mirror at myself now, and I look like I'm like 40 years younger two years ago. <laughs> I feel like whatever's yeah. happened in the past two years, I have just, mm-hmm. I don't know if it's the anxiety or stress, but I feel like I have aged tremendously. But you, I feel like everyone is far more harsh on themselves than like how people actually perceive you. So, so like true. if I were to see a picture, I probably wouldn't be able to tell the difference. Like, but you probably see like the really subtle differences. Now, like yeah. if I were to look at a picture of me two years ago, that is it's it's a thing where like for women, like for femme people, it's I feel like for men, you guys don't change that much through the years. But for women, yes. like with our hormones, <laughs> we go through stark changes. So like I look at a picture of myself like two years ago and I'm like, why don't I look that skinny now? It's like I was a teenager. Like I was truly like a child. I should not look like that now. Yeah, like, it's, no. that's true. It's so true. Sometimes yeah. I think like I say, I, you know, usually you'd sort of delete a shitty photo of yourself if you've yes. taken photos or whatever. And sometimes yeah. I keep them because I think that'll be nice for me two years ago. To look back and be like, oh, you didn't, I didn't look too good two years ago. <laughs> nice. Like, you know, it's no, true. Put things into perspective, because I feel yeah. like the pictures I'm always comparing myself to are like ones where I'm like all dressed up. Like I look yes. really good. Yeah. I need to take an ugly picture of myself and really see the difference. Yeah. <laughs> Even, it's funny because like it's, uh, you know, when you're on Instagram or something and you get tricked by other people, like, yes. you know, looking so happy and great and it's probably just a great photo and yeah, you yeah. can even do it to yourself. Exactly. Exactly. No, that is oh, true. Oh, God. Yeah. yeah. Time yeah. is coming for all of us. Nothing we can do. <laughs> not, do you guys you know, know, not for me, but. Yeah. You look great. Thanks. Do, do you guys <laughs> notice this, though, too? Here's one thing I have noticed. If you start looking it probably more applies to guys, but mm-hmm. if you start looking older, young, mm-hmm. I feel like those guys stay the same for like 40 yeah. years. Like Frazier. Yeah. He looked like 50 when he was like 25 and he still mm-hmm. looks the same. Yeah. It's, I yeah. think it's if you, if you, maybe if you lose your hair early, you kind of just get that middle age vibe Because it becomes your young. thing. It becomes your thing. Like exactly. Morgan Freeman. Yeah. Like, yeah, and even looking at pictures of him when he was young, he looked fucking old still. It, it was insane. So I feel like that that's a good thing. When you start looking old young, people yes, expect it. It is yeah. actually good. Or he Patrick and Danny Stewart. DeVito, Morgan Freeman mm. and Danny DeVito made a bargain with the devil years ago to <laughs> yes. trade their youthful good looks for fame. For fame. Yeah, exactly. or yeah, they made a deal with the devil, like, you know, if you sign your soul over to me, you'll look older when you're in your early 30s and that will suck then but when you're in your 60s it'll pay off it'll be really good for roles trade your 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 oscars for skin tags essentially like oh mike had a skin tag recently oh 
Okay, I'll I'll go there <laughs> if uh, <laughs> if everyone wants me to do this. But I, I've mentioned this before on the show. Um, but um, for about six months, I had a little <laughs> skin tag in the right corner of my mouth that made shaving a real nightmare. And um, about two months ago, I went mm-hmm. into a uh, cosmetic surgeon's, and they just. They didn't freeze it. They didn't use... She just used scissors and cut it off with scissors. Yeah. (laughs) Aren't you supposed to... Is it a thing where you have to get it at the root or it comes back? Probably, but this doctor didn't do that. (laughs) I don't think you saw a doctor, Mike. Yeah. And it was in the basement. Yeah. Yeah. It was in the basement of a downtown skyscraper. (laughs) Oh, honey. I think you got to file a lawsuit. (laughs) And Mike, didn't you make a joke to the doctor? Like, uh, I guess I could have done this myself, haha, and they didn't like it? Well, no, the, the joke was, she mm-hmm. was like, it's uh, it's $180, it's not covered with OHIP, unless mm-hmm. after the biopsy we find out that it's cancerous, in which case it's free. And so I said, well, here's hoping it's cancerous. <laughs> <laughs> it's good for the old wallet, but uh, she didn't like that. She yeah. didn't like the joke? No. These doctors, they have no sense of humor. Oh, God, no. Classically. I feel like if you're a doctor, you kind of just have to laugh at anything your client says. You have to just make Mm. them feel good about the shitty joke that they're making. Yeah, really. (laughs) And also, not to be... Sorry, Mike. I was just going to say, I don't think I've had skin tags, but... The more I take off, like, I don't take off my shirt that much. And the more do I do, it. the more do stuff's it. going on there. I'm like, I don't know what these are. Little red dots and I don't know what's happening. I don't know what happening. these are. You lift up your shirt and you're just growing titties. I feel like that would be, that'd be <laughs> a nice surprise, yeah. probably. Um, yeah, I feel like I, I notice I'm getting older because, like, my neck is starting to, like, have folds. <laughs> like, oh, wrinkles. that's why I got the beard. <laughs> That, yeah, so like I, I, mm, I don't know. I feel like it's a thing where when I have enough money, I absolutely will go to a a, a surgeon about it. <laughs> I'll give you my person's yeah. number. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the humorless doctor would love to see her, <laughs> who just mm-hmm. used scissors, and then that was That's it. So insane! Did she prepare you? Did she walk you through the procedure? No, she was just like, "Well, I'm just gonna snip it off," and then it's she so- did, and that was all of the preamble that i had yeah that's it really i feel like she needs better bedside manner training because yeah. mm, no thank you i had nope. a i had a funny thing in a doctor like a couple mm. years ago i my ear was blocked mm-hmm. and i was i didn't think you could go to the doctor for that i went for something else and i mentioned oh by the way my ear is really blocked and he goes mm-hmm. oh go in this other office and this lady will clear it out for you i was like oh mm-hmm. cool and then i i go in the other room and this lady uh, squirted like a little, like squirted sort of a jet of water into my mm-hmm. ear. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden I felt in my head like a. Yes. It <laughs> like was an uncorking. Most, yeah. It was the most yeah. amazing feeling of my, like, my mm-hmm. life. It was great. And then all this wax comes out. And then all of a sudden it was like, I, I could hear well again. It was mm-hmm. crazy. But then she kind of made fun of me because my instinct was like, can I see the wax? <laughs> like I turned around and she, and she was like, oh, you want to see it? And I'm like. Yeah. Wait, that's so mean that she made fun of you for wanting to see it because I I once went to the doctor. This was like in second year where I was a hypochondriac and I thought I was always sick or (laughs) something was always going on with me. So I also had like a blocked ear. I went to the doctor and I was like, my ear is blocked. I need you to fix it. And he was like, we don't do that, but we don't do that anymore, but I can accommodate for you. 
And I thought he was going to get like a peroxide and put it in my ear and like, you know, the wax would leak out. Like that's mm-hmm. how the procedure was explained to me before by friends. But <laughs> he just turned around and grabbed a random stick. Like he really turned around and kind of like poked around his deck, desk <laughs> and then came back to me and started poking through my ear with this random fucking like coffee mixer stick he had found. <laughs> Are and you then kidding? Pulled out the <laughs> biggest piece of wax I ever seen and was like, well, that that was stuck way far back in there. And I was like, thank you, but also see you in court. <laughs> Wait, so he just used like he didn't even use like little pliers or no, anything. He just I fucking wish he used it little out. pliers. He just knocked it out with a random thing. It was wow. so fucked. That is weird. I it can accommodate you. Clinic. Let me just get my McDonald's uh, coffee st- uh, yeah. stick. Let me see. Where's my bag of fucking food I was eating two hours ago? <laughs> Let me grab a fork from there. Yeah. Jesus yeah. Christ. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Well, don't go to any walk-in clinics on Spadina because that's how they treat you. Noted. <laughs> I, I went to one on Spadina once, or Queen Spadina, I guess, and had mm-hmm. a different skin tag removed. So I've had two <laughs> removed in the past five years. Mm-hmm. But who knows what the next five years has in store for me? It's true. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to double the amount. Yeah, it could yeah. be four. <laughs> oh, oh, oh Christ! Mm. Um, <laughs> uh, Abba, you were you were just um, we haven't talked about this yet, but you were on this year's season of. Uh, this hour has 22 minutes, and Correct. congratulations on that. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Excellent work. And also, you had the thrill of being out there on the East Coast mm-hmm. when it was basically open for business and everything yeah. here in Ontario was under lockdown. And uh, that mm-hmm. must have been fun. <laughs> it was <laughs> glorious. Like, it was really friggin' weird, though. <clears throat> Because everyone in the East Coast in general, it feels like they're doing a really good job at just like, being a fucking person and <laughs> making sure that their neighbors can live. Um, also, everyone's super old um, in Nova Scotia. Like the, I feel like the median age is very like up there. Um, so they're being super safe um, to keep the older population safe. But so, like going to bars every night was a bad idea, and I do regret it. <laughs> I feel like when I came came back home, I my tolerance for alcohol was through the roof. <laughs> like I, I was really knocking back beers and it's all because it's all Aisha Brown and Jordan Foisy's fault. They're, they're the, <laughs> they're, they there were we bad go. influences. Well, influencers we, before we recorded, we were doing Jordan Foisy impressions and Mike Brody <clears throat> threw out his voice. <laughs> yeah. He talks started, like that. I started doing a voice like that. And then, um, <laughs> I still feel it that my voice is a yeah. little, my throat's all fucked up. So, uh, yeah. so thank you, Jordan Foisy for ruining my voice for this episode. Well, that's why I can never be mad at him because, like, I'm like, your voice is, your throat is probably always in pain. Like, I can't, <laughs> I can't ever be mean to you. You're probably always suffering, the poor guy. So. Yeah, like, yeah, he, but it was he takes some cold medication or something for the first time, and all of a sudden he has this clear crystal voice. Like, <laughs> It's like so you just gotta take a Benadryl every day, Jordan. Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was lots of fun. Um, I was I was eating a lot. The only thing that sucked is that they had a curfew, so at like mm. 10 p.m. all bars shut down. But um, oh. it forced me to get drunk within the first hour of arriving at the restaurant, <laughs> which was nice. Yeah. Right. <laughs> oh, that's fun. Yeah. Can I ask, Abba? Does is is the um, when I was out there, there was a. Um, like a sp- secret bar, like a speakeasy mm, downtown okay, okay. that had opened. Do you know? <laughs> I don't is, know. Is that still around? <laughs> now I feel uncool. <laughs> Nobody took me to the speakeasy. It's I probably not it, there anymore. 
closed. Yeah. It might have closed. Okay. okay, good. I hope. And it was I went so to that stupid. too, but I remember yeah. being kind of like. I mean, it's not. It, what's the point? It's not really a speakeasy. Like, well, and you have to give a password, and it's like, yeah. no. so it's like drinking is legal. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Also, you could just have a bar. Yeah. When I was like this city that boasts about having like we've got the most bars in the world, and like now we have a secret bar. But they, mm-hmm. when I was there, this secret bar opened the speakeasy, and mm-hmm. you had to like follow their Twitter account, and then they'd like release the password on Twitter. And you had to have the password and go in upstairs and then it's tell them. They're What's just that? trying to get followers. Trying to get it's followers. A scam. <laughs> and then you had to go. It's like the upstairs was like a ice cream shop and they had to tell mm. someone like, I don't know, blueberries. And they mm-hmm. say like, okay, follow me. And they take you downstairs to a secret bar. Um, and I went there once and then I went there the next weekend and I didn't know the password but i was just like hey can i uh can mm-hmm, you take mm-hmm. me to the secret bar <laughs> and the person upstairs was like i don't know what you're talking about what, oh, you talking about? oh shut up and i was like come on and at this point they had already like the two newspapers in the city had published like articles like new secret bar opens yeah. downtown Halifax." <laughs> and i was like it's in the it's in the news and they then yeah. i had to get the password from twitter and and um had a great time That's- but yeah that that is so i think that is just so gimmicky shut up like no one needs a password to go to a bar anymore they're they are very legal in fact they're encouraged the government's telling us to go out to the bar yeah <laughs> oh, God. insane it's very funny oh bars listeners if you have a favorite bar story or the story a story about medical malpractice please <laughs> Get in touch with us. <laughs> you can tweet us at LT Podmess on Twitter. Um, yeah, before I guess we're we're getting towards the the end of our of our wonderful uh, chat. Oh, I wanted to ask you, Abba, um, did you see the video that was playing nonstop in the news uh, of this uh, couple were driving to a hospital? There was a pregnant woman on Highway 407, I think, near Toronto, and okay. the woman just straight up gave birth in uh, in the car. Oh my god, no, I have not seen this video. Okay. Holy shit. You're gonna, you're gonna wanna Google it. <laughs> you're gonna wanna see it. Yeah, <laughs> you're gonna wanna see this. A woman literally gives birth in a car. Have you seen the video, James? <laughs> no, I haven't either, and I'm not going to. Are, are you guys, are you're you not too part it. of uh, birth in a car Twitter? You don't... Uh, <laughs> Follow all the latest videos of people giving birth in the car. I mean, I have to be honest. Your pitch wasn't. I I don't. I don't feel compelled. (laughs) You said it casually. (laughs) That sounds like hell. I would hate for that to happen to me. Sounds like hell. And it was on the highway four hundred seven, which I believe is a a pay highway. Yeah, yeah, it is electronic toll. It's two annoying things. Then I guess because you. Not only giving birth in a car, but you're also paying to use the damn highway. And you know what? It's more the longer... I think it might be... I don't know if it's... I wonder if it's the longer you stay on it. So if that was like a 12-hour labor, the bill's going to be huge. (laughs) Imagine she was just in labor for 12 hours on the highway. They didn't move her. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Nothing we can do about that uh, 407 bill. (laughs) Sorry. You already started pushing. We left you there. (laughs) Yeah. but And it's like... She, I think it uh, in all in reality, I think the baby actually just like slipped out like very quickly. Oh my god! What? Probably, but yeah. they were like live streaming it. Like the husband <laughs> kept adjusting the like the dashboard like phone to like get a good you know yeah. angle and stuff. And it, yeah, I was like, she must be like a little annoyed that he's like yeah. filming it. 
That's such oh, an yeah. invasion of privacy. And also, it's not that cool. Like, people have had given birth on planes before. <laughs> yeah. I don't think a car birth is yeah. that much of an <laughs> anomaly. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't there stuff the, the guy's supposed to be doing there? Like, yeah, like helping her, her breathe or holding her hand or something? Checking like, the audio, making sure the <laughs> Wi-Fi is working. Yeah. Check the lighting. Yeah. Get a yeah. light yeah. Getting the ring light out light from of. the trunk. <laughs> Unless, and then part of me was like, they maybe they intentionally did this to go viral? I don't Maybe know. they're an IG couple. Mm. Yeah, they're looking for more followers. Mm, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. No, I, I, <laughs> I honestly doubt a woman would be like, I'm gonna put myself <laughs> at the risk of death <laughs> to go viral. All right, interesting point of view. Um, <laughs> well, I'm glad we got to talk about that video. <laughs> no, it's it's so good we worked. It was. Year. I think it was essential that we spoke about it. I'm happy you brought it up. Yeah, yeah. We important. know we would have heard from people like you guys didn't bring yeah. up the 407 you baby story. What the hell? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's really good. Yeah. Oh awesome. well, Abba, thank you for joining us. Um, I hope you had a great time. I did. Thanks so much for having me. It was so much fun. Thanks for coming on. Such a fun chat. And um, people should absolutely check out your podcast. Yes. Please, 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 please listen to Nostalgic um, Podcast. It's Nostalgic spelled the French way. We're extra because we're gay. Um, you can find us <laughs> wherever you listen to podcasts. And follow me at A-B-A-Q-U-A-N on Twitter and Extra N on Instagram. Mm. Excellent. Well, we will put the links to all of those in the show notes. And um, yeah. Um, but yeah, thanks so much, Abba, for uh, joining us. Thanks, thanks for having me. Yeah, it's been fun. This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. 